hit me. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Right in the chest this time, T, baby. Yeah. You already know. You already know. You already know. You already. Yeah, yeah. Hustler music, young music, I got that, I got that hustler music, man. So ride to it, and vibe to it, yeah. I'm saying, mix the hit your man's in the head with this one. I'ma paint the city red with this one. I'ma head with this one. See you rocking with the board of two toys way before Christmas. No assistance, just that persistence with that commitment. If I don't get it, somebody gon' ride tonight. I know my vibe is tight, and I deserve the throne. And if the kid ain't right, then let me die in the sun. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 198 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Thursday. Uh, I apologize. Listen, your boy's been under the weather for the majority, most part of this week, so didn't get the episode on Tuesday, didn't get it on Wednesday, but I'm here today. That's all that matters, right? It's all that matters. Um, a couple of things have happened. Since, uh, you know, the scheduled release date, you know, Brady retired, so we want to get into that. Uh, spend some talk about the NFL being rigged. We're going to get into that or scripted. I cannot wait till we talk about that and all the jokes that have come out of that on Twitter and Instagram. The memes have been having me in tears these last 40 hours, man. Uh, yeah, we got some good things to talk about. Obviously, we want to go back to Sunday. Sunday afternoon and Sunday night and talk about the Chiefs and Eagles. Congratulations to both of those teams for advancing to the Super Bowl. Of course, we're going to go run those games back and recap what we saw there and um, get into a few other things on this episode. Once again, this is episode 198. Um, if you follow me on social media or the podcast account, you know that Saturday uh, episode 199 is titled The One with the Flashback. I'll be looking back and recapping some of the best segments from the 100s. So, get ready for that. That should be a pretty good episode, uh, a good reflection episode. Look back on, you know, the things of some of the best uh, segments from the show. And then Tuesday is the day, man. We move into the 200s with the 200th episode of Electrified. So, another milestone for me and the show. Um, but... We're still here at episode 198. We got business to handle. So let's start. We got to start in Kansas City. Because if you did not think those boys, if you thought they didn't hear the noise, you're wrong. You're wrong. If you thought they did not hear the burrowhead and all the talk coming from Cincinnati, not even just the Bengals players, but the mayor of Cincinnati, if you did not, you thought they didn't hear it, you were wrong. I mean, like, way wrong. Take, take it away, Trav. Take it away. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to thank God, man. <laughs> Woo! Burrowhead <in> my ass! <laughs> Woo! trophy huh hey i got some wise words for that cincinnati mayor know your role and shut your mouth you jabroni 
Listen, man, I was in here rolling. I mean, dying laughing, man. Travis Kelsey is a character. I mean, I already knew he was gonna be on ten, but I wasn't. I wasn't ready for all that. Mess that Burrowhead, my ass. Then told the mayor, "Know your role. Shut your mouth, you jabroni." The mayor of Cincinnati. That's what he told the mayor of Cincinnati. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. I love Travis Kelsey, man. Love that guy. Now, you know what? I'm not even going to waste my time, waste your time. Let's let's get into what most of the media and what everybody's been talking about since the game ended is the referees. When I started this podcast back in 2018, the first playoff, uh, first set of playoffs I got, to discuss and to cover included the 2019 NFC title game. Well, excuse me, 2018 NFC title game, 2018-2019 season. Between the Rams and the Saints. We all know the infamous no call there. And I'll say the same thing I said back in 2018. I'm excusing back in 2019 that I said that I'll say today. You have 60 minutes, 60, 60 minutes to keep the referees out of your business. That is more than enough time to keep the referees out of your business. Both of these teams had more, more than enough time, more then they had so many opportunities to win this game, both teams. But obviously, only team can win the game. But you talk about the Bengals and the opportunities they had in that fourth quarter after making a comeback and tying the game. Let's go back. And I want to say it was around the six minute, it was about six minutes. And 50, 6 minutes 50 seconds left of the game. Let me make sure I'm correct. Yeah. Bengals had the ball. Clock's winding down. All right, it's 20-20. Seven minutes on the clock. It's third and three. The Bengals come out with shotgun. Running back in the backfield. It's third and three. They're close to the 40. They're on 40. All they needed was three yards. Instead of a short pass or... Trying to check down and run, or maybe run the ball. Joe Burrow drops back and throws a home run ball into double coverage to T. Higgins. T. Higgins was covered like a blanket. Tip drill, interception. That simple. Went for a home run ball on third and three instead of trying to pick it up. They went for it all and failed. Okay, cool. Interception, 6 minutes, 53 seconds left. Still time on the clock. Chiefs get the ball back. 
they don't do nothing with it. Okay. Couple conversions, but nothing really came out of that drive that the Chiefs had. All right. They got the ball. They took the clock down. I want to say about two minutes, 40 seconds before they had to punt it. So they had to punt the ball with around two minutes, 35 seconds. Now, they punt the ball. The Bengals get the ball back. What? On their own, what, eight-yard line? So they're pinned deep, okay? Pinned deep. T. Higgins picks up a first down. They get backed up again. And it's third and 16 with a minute, three seconds left. The clock is running. Burrow completes a nice dot to the sideline of Hayden Hurst. Boom. Once that happens and the clock has 56 seconds left, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to march down the field and kick a field goal and win this game again by three. That's what I was thinking. That's how that drive looked. This looked like the knockout blow. Looked like they had the Chiefs on the ropes. And it's third and eight, 44 seconds left. Who comes through? Chris Jones. It was only fitting. Chris Jones was sacked. Joe Burrow. Then the Bengals will punt the ball off. 40 seconds left for the Chiefs. One timeout. The pump was fielded around the 18-yard line. Okay, this is what people are not talking about. Everybody wants to talk about the penalty and, and how that got them in the field goal range, but can we talk about how they got all the way down to midfield? Special teams, baby. Special, te- special teams doesn't matter until it does. He took it to damn near the 50. Round of 48, first and 10. Mahomes got bent up again, found a running back. He gets it past the 50. Clock still moving. Chiefs have to use a timeout. 17 seconds, third and four. This is the play right here. Mahomes takes off. Almost, he he, he picked up the first. But then 58 came. And y'all not going to sit and act like Mahomes wasn't way out of bounds, man. Two feet out of bounds. Way out. 58 had no business touching him. No business. Of course you go. You, you got to throw a flag right there, man. You have to. You push a quarterback all the way to the bench. If you don't think a flag is coming out, come on. Come on. Come on. You can go look at it. It's way out. You knock coaches down. Knock them out. It wasn't like he pushed him while his feet were still in the green or one foot was still in the green. Bro, both feet were on the white. That's out. That's 15 yards. You can't do that. You cannot do that. That comes down to discipline and situational football. He got the first down. Let up. Ease up. He's out of bounds. Use your head. You have to use your head in that situation. 58 didn't do that. Pushed him out of bounds. Way out of bounds. I mean, he was he when he made contact, he was way out. And then Harrison Bucket would come on with eight seconds on the clock, kick a 40 yard, 45 yard field goal, final score. 
Kansas City 23, Cincinnati 20. And that's the game. You look at the numbers in this game. Start off with the Bengals. Joe Burrow. Hold on. Did Joe Mixon that's did Joe Mixon get hurt? I can't remember if he did. I feel like I feel like Joe Mixon got hurt. So I don't remember seeing him out there. And hold on. I have to I don't I feel like he got hurt. Let's see. Hold on. Disappointing into an up and down season. Mixon was. Yeah, Mixon just. I guess he just wasn't out there for most of the game because um. Eight eight carries, nineteen yards. That's all he had. Joe Burrow was the lead in Russia. That's a problem. But Joe Burrow, 26 of 41, 270 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Okay. Now, what we need to look at is the Chiefs' defense and how many sacks they had. One, two. Oh, excuse me. Two, three and a half. Four and a half, five, five total sacks. What? Four, four and a half total sacks. They were on Joe Burrow, man. The Bengals O line played very well all playoffs until the AFC title game. Unfortunately. All right, T Higgins led them with six receptions, eighty-three yards, one touchdown. You flip it to the Chiefs side. Mahomes twenty-three of forty-nine, three hundred twenty-six yards, two touchdowns, no picks. I just want to say, man, congratulations to my guy, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, for finally making it to the Super Bowl and having the game of his life when it was needed the most, man. Six receptions, 116 yards, one touchdown. Hell of a performance from uh, MVS, man. I was happy for him. Uh, you know, you know, this guy played in Green Bay for a few years and didn't get to play in a playoff game last year due to injury. We missed him big time. And, you know, finally he gets gets back to the playoffs with the Chiefs and gets to the AFC title game and gets to the Super Bowl. His first season with the Chiefs. Congratulations to MVS, man. Hell of a game for him. And right behind him, Travis Kelsey, seven receptions, 78 yards, one touchdown. Uh, once again, man, both of these teams – had many opportunities to win the game. I'm, I'm not going to put this game on the refs. I'm not going to sit here and give the refs the credit um, for the Kansas City victory when they were obviously, you know, they, they outplayed the Chief, the Bengals, man. They outplayed them on offense and defense. Outplayed them. Outplayed them. The D-line was just more, more physical than the Bengals' O-line. Okay. That that's just how it is, man. Way more physical, man. Way more physical. Mahomes made more plays than Burrow. Burrow made you know two costly turnovers. The one in the fourth quarter I talked about was just costly, man. Costly. And then when you get the ball back with two minutes and thirty seconds left on the clock, 
and you get an opportunity to put the Chiefs away, and you can't do that, and then you give the Chiefs and Mahomes more than enough time to make something happen, you can't blame the refs, man. You cannot blame the refs. When you had an opportunity to put these guys away, there's no blaming the refs. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do it. You know, the first thing Jamar Chase had tweeted was about that third down that was supposed to be a fourth down or something. That's minuscule compared to what more y'all could have done as a team. Understand what I'm saying? You know? And I told you guys going into this game, man, I just didn't think the football guys would like the way they were acting. The, the way the Bengals have been acting since week 16, week 17. They just not it's just been ugly. It's just been ugly coming from the Bengals side. And I just didn't I just did not think the football guys were going to have that. And, they, and obviously they weren't. But long story short, man, the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl for the third time in five years. Man, this is this is this is a run. This is a run. I, I I thought I had it on wax. Maybe I thought I tweeted it. I don't know. I think I had it on wax. I don't remember what episode it was. But I think this might have been some time ago. But I could have swore I called the Chiefs going on like a New England type of run in the AFC and running the AFC for some time. I mean, because Mahomes is not going anywhere anytime soon. And the Chiefs team, they're only going to get better. Um, until the Chargers make changes out in the West and, and, you know, the rest of the division follows suit. Until all of that happens, man, the Chiefs are going to continue running the West. And until a team like the Bills or the Bengals, you know, can stop them again. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know who's stopping the Chiefs in the AFC, you know, within the next these next two, three years, like, they're going to have to fall off a cliff for that to happen, and that's not happening, man. It's not. Um, so, congratulations to Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all those boys in Kansas City, and, and you got to give so much credit to Patrick Mahomes, man. He lost Juju, Kadarius Tony in that game, and he turned to guys, you know, Turned to MVS, and if this day show you that Patrick Mahomes with one ankle is not only the most valuable player in the NFL, but he's the best quarterback in the league. I don't know what else to show you, man. I, I don't know what else, man. Go watch. That's all I can say. Just be a witness. Appreciate greatness. It's all you can do. All you can do. But uh, yeah, congratulations to the Chiefs. Andy Reid will be seeing his former employer in the Super Bowl. The Philadelphia Eagles, who just absolutely demolished the 49ers on Sunday. So, I'm going to start off with some some love. I'll start off with some love, and then I'll get into my hits. So, shout out to Jalen Hurts, man. Okay. Hell of a season. Don't really have a problem with Jalen Hurts. I mean, his deep ball is a little phony, but he's a hell of a player, man. He's he's electrifying on the field. I like what he does. He's fast. 
Okay, you know, he can run very well. All right, but 15 to 25, 121 yards, zero touchdowns. It's kind of crazy. But, hey, you know, I'm not mad at it, man. You don't got to throw the ball all the time all over the field to be successful. You don't, especially when you got running backs in the backfield and you run and everybody runs because – only thing that was getting scored were rushing touchdowns. Hey, you got steamrolled them. That's what you got to do sometimes. You know, maybe A.J. Brown only needs to catch the ball for four yard, four, four times for 28 yards. You know, it's a winning formula. You can run the ball, you can run the ball, man. That's all I'm saying. It ain't no problem with that. I have a zero problem with the way they won that game. You know, the defense, they showed up and showed out. Okay, they obviously they came to play. They knocked uh, not Brock Purdy out of the game, and then it was over after that. Hassan Reddick, but I blame I blame you know Kyle Shanahan for that because why do you have anybody other than an offensive lineman blocking one of the you know best pass rushes in the league right now? It's like you're asking for trouble, and that's exactly what happened. You got that boy Brock Purdy hurt. We can get to that. Um, staying on the Eagles side, man. And, you know, I'm not going to act like the Eagles haven't been the best team in the NFC all season. Okay, obviously, they were the team to beat. Uh, they won their division. They were the number one seed for the most for the majority of the season. Um, you know, at no point did even when Hurts went down, it was like, all right, well, the one seed was still pretty much in the bag for them for the most part. And you still felt like they were the best team. Uh, they had the, one of the best defenses and one of the best quarterbacks, the MVP candidate, and Jalen Hurts, and had a have a great rushing attack with Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders, and you can even throw Boston Sanders, Boston Scott in that mix. Excuse me, and 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 who can forget? You know, RB one, Jalen Hurts. Understand what I'm saying? This Eagles team, they're built to win. Right, they're built to run the ball. They're built to bully teams and and bully you off the field because that's what exactly what they did to the Forty ers They bullied them off the field. Hey, I did not know Ndamukong Sue was an eagle until this weekend. I don't know if anybody else were y'all aware of that. I I really didn't know. I did not know that. Um, yeah, man, the Eagles. Listen, two blowouts back to back, back to back. They they beat the brakes off the off the Giants. Then they turn around and, and beat the brakes off the 49ers. It's a very dominant playoff run and a continuation of a of a season that was you know full of dominance on their end. They dominated their division and now they're dominating in the playoffs, but you play who you play. Right? The circumstances are the circumstances. It is what it is. Right? It's not the Eagles' fault that the the Giants, for whatever reason, were better than the Vikings in the wild card round. Right? It's not their fault. It's it's not the Eagles' fault that Brock Purdy got hurt in that game. It's not their fault. It is what it is. It's not their fault that the 49ers came into this game dressed with two quarterbacks. It's not their fault. It's not their fault that Christian McCaffrey was there, back up to the backup. It's not, man. It's not their fault at all. Okay, 
It's not their fault. Uh, but to speak to that, I just <laughs> what I keep going back to is when the Rams signed Baker Mayfield at the end of that season for no reason. This was the reason, ladies and gentlemen. Because when Baker hit the waiver wire, I, I and then the Rams, I kept hearing the Rams. I'm like, bro, the 49ers need to they need to jump on that. And this is you know doing the Brock Purdy run, but still it just it, you just felt like the 49ers should have been involved in that. And I feel like they were, you know, I don't I don't we didn't hear anything about it, but I I really think that the 49ers were trying to we're going to try to get Baker and the Rams did that just to, just for that not to happen. Because look at the predicament the predicament they were in in the NFC title game. But that was a story for them all year. Right? Trey Lance goes down. Jimmy G goes down. Then here comes Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy puts you guys on your back, takes you to the NFC title game. Brock Purdy goes down. Wow. Then your backup to the backup to the backup gets concussed. Now you got to put your one-armed quarterback out there and he can't even throw a screen. You're cooked. And while before Josh Johnson went down, the, the 49ers defense was still playing lights out ball. Like until the wheels completely fell off, it's still like even with their four string quarterback, the 49ers could have still won that game. And if that would, if they figure out, if Josh Johnson doesn't get concussed and the 49ers figure out a way to win that game, they would have had to given Kyle Shanahan coach of the year like on the field as they presented him the NFC title game trophy. But that didn't happen. Didn't happen. So now you gotta look, you know, Brock Purdy, he he's looking at six months recovery after surgery. Jimmy G's not gonna be there. They already made that clear. He's not gonna be there. You don't know what's going on with you, what you're going to do with Trey Lance at this point. Where do the 49ers go? Brady's retired. Where do the 49ers go from here? I mean, do they stick with Brock Purdy? Or do they try to give Trey Lance another another shot? You know, do we have a quarterback uh, competition going into the 2023 season? There, there's a lot of question marks for the 49ers right now. You just lost your uh, defensive coordinator. Lost your a great one again, and you know the the Shanahan coaching tree now expands to Houston as D'Amico Ryan's got the got the job down there in Houston with the Texans. Congratulations to him on becoming a head coach on a six year deal. But I don't know, man. This Forty ers team again, second year in a row, have the potential had the potential to. To make it, but see, last year it was like they were one or two plays away. This year they just got blown out the gym, blown out the gym. Just, just put off the field, put the sticks down, go home, go back to the bay, get out, like get out. You know, and people were talking about Brock Purdy. Oh, he wasn't really hurt. He, the lights were too bright. He was scared. Come on, I'm not trying to hear that, man. Not trying to hear that. Man's got to get surgery. But he was hurt, man. He was hurt. And 
from what I've seen from him in the season, that boy got a lot of heart. And I just don't see him going out like that. So that's how, to me, I knew the injury was legit. Um, I saw when it happened. And before he went out, I said, that looks like the Phillip Rivers, the Dak Prescott, Drew Brees type of injury. You know, you hit your, your, your throwing arm, elbow, or, you know, your hand on somebody. And that, that hurts, man. That's, that's nerve damage right there. That's not something you're really looking to play through. So I can only imagine the pain he was in when he was, when he had literally no choice but to go back out on the field. So, yeah, man. I mean, you got to commend him for that at least. But as far as the Eagles go, man, you know, hey. Hey. I really don't have anything nice to say about the Eagles, bro. Like... You got videos of the fans just going up to Joey Bosa. Granted, I'm not the biggest Joey Bosa guy, but the man ain't doing nothing there but to support his brother. Ain't bothering nobody. But here y'all go talking trash to that man, recording. Like, But if he would have put, put his hands on y'all, y'all suing him. All right. Then you got Fred Warner's wife who allegedly said that some Eagles fans told her that they hope her plane crashes. Like, what? Then you see videos on, like, TikTok and social media of just how nasty and filthy the Eagles fans are, bro. I just can't stand it. Like, I know trash talk at away games. It, I get it. Like, I went down to Landover this this uh, season to go see the Packers in Washington. Watch the fans, you know, I, I was not even expecting them to be like that. Like, I didn't think, I really didn't think people cared that much about the Commanders down there. Boy, they love that Washington Commanders. And, you know, with some friendly banners, some good, you know, back and forth, and I engaged in a little trash talk. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Let's keep it about football, though. Let's keep it PG. Let's keep it fun, lighthearted, you know, dap up after the game. Good game, and that's it, and that's all. But to fight... Or to threaten people or to pour stuff on people, throw stuff on people. Nah, man. No. Nah. I, I, I can't roll with that. I, I, can't, I can't support that type of fandom. That's, that's trash, man. That's trash. That's trash. And I don't care, you know, oh, that's what they're, they're known for. If, if you're going to an away game in Philly, you should expect that. Man, I, I, I paid money for that ticket. I don't pay to get harassed, man. I don't pay for that. I don't. Because if I retaliate, then what? I'm going to jail. Well, I'm getting myself in, in a situation where I could get seriously hurt. Understand what I'm saying? It's just, to me, there's no place in the league or in the sport for that when it comes to fandom, man. It's nasty. I'm not a fan of that. And for that reason, I'm not a fan of the Eagles. I can't. I can't do it. I hope, I really hope the Chiefs... Please, 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 please. But it is cool, though, because we got two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl for the first time. And I don't see how anybody can make that a small thing. That is a huge thing, especially when we haven't had anything like this in a long time. We haven't seen two black head coaches face off in the Super Bowl since, what, 2006? With Lovey Smith and Tony Dungy. So to have two black quarterbacks, you know, facing off in the Super Bowl is a great thing, man. And it's Black History Month. How can you be mad at that? You right? 
Uh, it doesn't get any better than that, man. Happy Black History Month, by the way. Um, let's see, let's see. All right, let's stay on quarterbacks and let's move on and talk about Mr. Thomas E. Brady. Man, he is finally hanging it up for real this time. Um, you know, I want to talk about that. You know, his career, where he stands, his accomplishments, and you know where that puts the rest of the league and the rest of the quarterback situations. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring. We're good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record let you guys know first, so I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. And there you have it. You know, right from the goat's mouth, man, he's done. He's done. I think he probably listened to my last episode where I basically, you know, begged him to retire and, you know, begged him that, fam, it's time for you to go. You know, you've done enough. Seven Super Bowls. Like, I, I the, the list of accomplishments that Tom Brady has done and everything, you know, it, it, it's just like, fam. He's had three different careers, three different Hall of Fame caliber careers. Like a lot of nobody else can say that in the in the NFL. You go to the NBA, LeBron can say that. Jordan can't even say that. LeBron can. Brady can. Understand me? Brady, man, it's just like look at this, man. From 2000 to 2007, three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, 197 touchdown passes. 2009 to 2016, one Super Bowl, 35,136 yards passing, eight Pro Bowls, 259 touchdown passes. 2017 to 2022, three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. Man, all-time leading passer, Stom Brady, first ballot Hall of Fame. First ballot. He might as well go in there by himself when he's eligible. And and if you thought Rodgers, if you think Rodgers is going to retire now, no. This just means Rodgers is going to keep playing. Because there's no way Aaron Rodgers goes into the Hall of Fame or wants to be second fiddle to Tom Brady in his Hall of Fame class. There's no way. Because nobody is going to be talking about anybody else in that class but Thomas E. Brady. And when you look back at the way Tom's career got started, you know, he's the last, you know, he's Mr. Irrelevant, goes through New England and sits behind Jay, uh, Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe goes down and then the Brady era begins and he never looked back. He never looked back. Never looked back. Time and time again. And I'm so, I'm so glad I watched 
his man in the arena documentary because you know I've I've been a known Brady hater for years, known Brady hater. Always put Rodgers over Brady. Always made sure I hated on Brady some kind of way. But the older I got, the more I began to respect Tom. And I think Tom really got my nod of respect, even though he played horribly in that NFC title game. And I, I, you know, I talked bad about him for that. But when he went to Tampa Bay and got a Super Bowl his first year there, it was nothing else you could say. That right there solidified it for me. It was over right there. There was no debate. Tom may not have the best arm talent. Hell of a deep ball. He may not make throws that other quarterbacks can't. Like He may be the standard pocket passer, but he's a winner. Tom is a winner. He's a winner. He's a motivator. He's a hell of a teammate. From what I've seen, from interviews from different guys, man in arena, from watching him, um, even with his, th- his 30 for 30 with... Uh, What's my guy? Um, Charles Woodson, when they talked about the tough rule, it's just like, bro, Brady just seems like the type of guy I would want to be around in the locker room. He's a winner. It's in his DNA. He just likes to, he wants to win. And I think that I'm happy he's done because it's nothing else for him to play for, bro. Brady is over. People, oh, man, I can't believe he went out like that. I wish he went out on top. Well, he had that opportunity. He did. 2020, it was over. There was nothing left. You you beat Breeze, Rodgers, Mahomes. There's nothing left. There's nothing left for you to do. You go out on top of seven rings. Go home. Go home. It's over. Perfect ending to a perfect story. But no, you had to come back for more. Come back, lose Matt Stafford in the divisional round. Then you come back again and you get smoked by the Cowboys in a wild card round at home. And that's the lasting image of Tom Brady. I would like to see, you know, in my mind, I would like to think Tom Brady retired in 2020. That 2020-21 season, that was it for Tom, in my mind. Because that was the perfect send-off. It didn't get any better than that. Tom goes out on top. We've seen it before. Peyton Manning. Right. Elway. Ray Lewis. Tyron on top. But I'm happy for Tom. You know, honestly, I'm happy for Tom and his retirement, man. I hope he finds peace outside of football. Um, Because, you know, watching the man in the arena, if you haven't watched it, man, go watch that. You know, that's something that he struggled with. It's just like life after. He was always like, well, what the hell? What is life after football? What do you mean after football? This is all he knows. This is all he knows. And it's wild, man, you know, looking at Braun 89 points away from the scoring record and, you know, looking at Floyd during the, um, you know, at this point in his life, the the exhibition matches. and And, you know, it's just like, Man, I can't believe my, like our goats, our guys that have we've been watching, it's just getting old, man. They're getting old. They're getting old, and we're getting old. It, it, it's crazy, you know. It's wild, man. It's wild, and uh, I, I can't believe that you know Braun, even though he says he still got a couple more seasons left, you know, inevitably. Wow, it's inevitable that he's on his way out. Brady's done. 
you know, we've seen graphics. Hold on. They put a graphic out talking about the end of an era for quarterbacks. Put this out today. It was Brady, Manning, Breeze, Eli, Roethlisberger, and somehow Philip Rivers snuck on the graphic. I said, who the hell snuck him on there? That needs to be an honest conversation about Philip Rivers. He was a glorified bum. Like, what did did Philip do? What did he win? In San Diego, they had great teams. Great teams. What the hell did Philip do? And, and and then while we on the subject, I don't think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, and I don't think Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. I said it. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm, I will stand on that. I'll stand on that. Eli Manning's stats horrible, horrible. Without two of the most God intervening plays in Super Bowl history, Eli Manning. We're not even talking about him. We talk about Brady got nine rings. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, fam, I'm not I'm not rolling with that, man. I'm not. I'm not. He's a Hall of Famer because of his last name. And who was who his brother is at this point. But that's another story from another day. When we talk about the aftermath of Brady retiring and what's next around the league, I'm glad he did this early. Glad he did it now. Now the Bucks know that okay, even though they already kind of figured they, you know, Brady was moving on. He was a free agent. They, I don't think they were planning on bringing him back. Now they know okay, well, Derek Carr is in play, right? That's that's probably who they're looking at, Derek Carr, right? They're going to probably trade for him, possibly. But see, I was already saying this even before Devontae started tweeting last night. We'll get to this in the next segment. I don't know why the, the the Packers don't try to get Carr, man. Just send Rodgers to the to the, the Raiders, man. Why not? But Brady retiring, not only does it open up the door for their car to become a buck, possibly, but it also opens up the door for a bigger return on the investment if the Packers do decide to trade Aaron Rodgers. Because now Aaron Rodgers is the big fish in the sea, right? It was either going to be him or Brady that people were going to try to get. And now Brady's gone. He's off the table. You got Rodgers on the table now. Understand? So, at this point, teams like the Jets, the Dolphins, Raiders, it's like, all right, well, the Brady Brady options off the table. Whatever we're going to give, you know, try to get whatever we're gonna, money we're going to try to pay Brady, we can put that into Rodgers and probably double it at this point. Right? Or whatever the trade's going to be for Rodgers has probably just gotten hyped. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, but I think that the feeling I have about Rodgers this offseason and him leaving compared to the last offseason is completely different. Like, I honestly think that this is the offseason that it happens. I really think they the Packers will pull the trigger on the trade on Aaron Rodgers if he decides to continue to play, which I think he does. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is retiring this year. I don't. I don't. I think he plays again, but will it be in green and gold? That I don't think so. I don't. I I honestly think the Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers era is over, unfortunately. And it's time we have that conversation.
So, I mean, it sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. Um, you know, honestly, I've been insulated to a lot of that. Like I said, I was in, in Nashville, and I'll be up here, uh, you know, this week playing in the tournament. So, uh, I'm not a part of those conversations right now. When I make up my mind one way or another, then uh, you guys, Packers, not in that order, but and everybody else will, uh, will know it's somewhere. You see, he's alluding to it right there, man. That was Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show um, discussing a couple of things and discussing, you know, conversations that he thinks are being held right now without him. Listen, 12, I think that the chatter is much louder than it has been the last two, three years. I think from a a football perspective, I think for him, if he needed a change of scenery and Aaron Rodgers needed to get out of Green Bay or he felt like it was time for him to get out of Green Bay, I think the time to do that would have been after that. Hmm, after the, maybe the 2018 season before they got LaFleur. I would say either after 2018 or maybe the year before they fired McCarthy, seventeen. After he got the, you know that, that season with the injury, because you think if you if you were, were, rewind that five years, you know six years, you know Aaron Rodgers is thirty three six years ago. He's still prime Rodgers. You trade prime Rodgers at that time to a San Fran or. You know, anywhere. Like, there's a chance that he 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 has a couple more rings. But now, thirty nine going on forty. It's too late now. It's too late. It's too late to have a second life. I'm not saying that he doesn't have a lot left in the tank. I'm just saying that Aaron Rodgers at thirty three. Getting traded and going to start over again. You probably got seven years. Like, think about it. Think about you know the the he, you know he's won MVPs in Green Bay, but he's probably winning Super Bowl MVPs if they let him go at thirty three. Like, we're probably having a completely different conversation right now if he gets traded in 2017, 2018, right in, in that before the Lafleur era starts. But you stay, you see it through, you go to an NFC title game, you lose. Next year, NFC title game, lose. Year after that, divisional round, lose. This year, missed the playoffs. And now, it's more question marks than answers. Because it's a young core on offense. Defense is young, but... Defensive, you know, the defensive coordinator. I, I really don't like what's going on with Joe Barry, and for Matt Lafleur to stand behind Joe Barry, it just continues to show how unserious this organization is and has always been under Gutekunst and even under Ted Thompson. Like I know, 
you know, the defense has always had solid free agency acquisitions. I mean, especially in recent years. Even though Zadarius Smith, you know, would ultimately become a clown and go to Minnesota, when they when he first got there, it was like, okay, they're doing something. And that same offseason, you get Preston Smith, you bring in Adrian Amos, right? You, you bring in guys, you bring in a Rasul Douglas. Like, you built this defense. Draft guys like Rashawn Gary, Right? What about the offense? What about the offense? When have the Packers ever went out and gotten a big free agent receiver or, or traded for somebody? They brought in Sammy Watkins twice. A washed up Jimmy Graham. A washed up, uh, what's the guy? I hate him. Um, Martellus Bennett. Like, fam, a washed-up Devin Funches who would never touch the field. Didn't work hard enough. Didn't try hard enough to get Odell last season. The Packers get Odell next season. We, they might win the Super Bowl. They have never gone all-in offensively for Aaron Rodgers. You look at the Super Bowl-winning team, that was just, you know, the, the group of receivers that were there. Hell of a receiving core. Okay, then they, they would off, they leave, they leave. You still got Jordan, you still got Cobb. You draft Devontae Adams, he turns into a star. Okay, cool. But what else? Took him forever to get him a solid running game. It just... If, if you compare the careers of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady side by side with just numbers and Super Bowl rings, that doesn't tell the full story. You got to look. The Patriots, they went and got Randy Moss. They drafted a Gronk, a Aaron Hernandez, RIP. Got him a Julian Edelman who turned it to be, you know, a star. Went and got him a Wes Welker. They had, they get, they went and got guys. Always a random in the backfield that just so happens to be a, a freaking dog in New England. Then if if you needed any more proof, he goes to New he goes to Tampa Bay. They give him the keys to the freaking city. Went and brought him Gronk. Brought and brought him AB. Got him a Julio. Like you understand what I'm saying? They they try for Brady, man. They make they 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 make moves for Brady. Rodgers has never had that, and I think that it's too late for that now. I think it's too late for that. I think it's too late for the Packers. Because the cap is cooked. I think it's too late for Aaron because at this point in his career, I just don't, it just, it just, I just don't know. I'm not saying he doesn't still have it because even with a broken thumb, he was still slinging the rock. But you guys know how I feel about his mentality at this point in his career. Like, where are you at winning? Like, where do you, do you really want to win a Super Bowl? Like, are you still chasing that? Or you, like, you have to question, like, I, I didn't when the whole when they blew the whole thing out of proportion about him and the MVPs, I didn't really jump on that because I watched the whole thing. I'm like, man, come on, like be real. Right. But when I watch his play and I watch him not really fight like he used to, it, you have to, you know, bring that into question. What is what is Aaron Rodgers' motivation for continuing to play football, especially to play football for the Green Bay Packers? Because I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to play for the Green Bay Packers. 
I think the writing is on the wall because guys like Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb, Aaron, Alan Lazard, they're not going to be back. And, yeah, they're your friends, but, fam, what are your friends doing for you? Randall Cobb can barely stay on the field. Barely stay on the field. Alan Lazard can barely catch. He had a lot of multiple drops. Big Dog, love Big Dog. But what is Big Dog doing for me? Right? Besides being your friend in the the locker room. Understand what I'm saying? And it's like, if you look back at, hold on, Joe Mixon. Ish has issued a, been issued a warrant arrest on account of aggravated menacing. Oh wow, that's nuts. But what, like, what, what are you trying to do, man? I don't, I just don't know. I just, whoa, excuse me. I just don't know. I just don't know. In Green Bay, it's like wh- why keep these people around? When you know they're not doing anything for you, man. They're not helping you win a Super Bowl. So that makes me question, like, okay, do you just want to rack up the numbers and play football with your friends? Or are you really serious about winning? And then you put that on the Packers organization. It's like, I, I just don't think they, these people want to win. I don't, man. They're not serious enough for me. So I think it's time for, even though I feel like it's long overdue, Unfortunately, I love Aaron Rodgers, but I feel like his career was wasted in Green Bay. In Green Bay, this guy's never gotten back to the Super Bowl. Never. All the great, you know, the great moments he's had, the great seasons he's had, he's never gotten back. So close, multiple times. 2015, 2020. I don't count 2019 or 2016 because we weren't supposed to like. No, 19, we were supposed to be there, but I already knew what was going to happen. We played the 49ers. We had no run defense in 19. 16, we had no business there. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard as a Packers fan because, I'm, I mean, listen, I get it. I'm not. I w- I'm going to be heartbroken if he does get traded. I, it's not going to. It's going to take some getting used to seeing Aaron Rodgers in a different uniform, but. If you look at the ages of the quarterbacks who are left and who were dominating in the playoffs and in the final four alone, all these guys are in their 20s. Nobody in their 30s. The league is getting younger. The quarterback position is getting much younger. Guys, the older guys are gone. They're, they're leaving. They're not running the game anymore. It's the young guns. And I think that the Packers have seen a progress in Jordan. You know, progression and join love. And even in that short uh, sample size I got against the Eagles, I was, like, still blown away. And that wasn't even just fake optimism because I wanted to win that game. I was just like, look at Jordan Love. Like, this is not the same Jordan Love I watched start a game against the Chiefs in 2020. This is not the same Jordan Love. This is a different guy. He, he has a different poise. He's built a nice rapport with the young receivers. And I just think that now is the time to pull the trigger and see what you have in Jordan Love as a starter in Green Bay without the pressure of, oh, is he coming back? Is he leaving? Like, yeah, man, turn him loose. See what he can do. If it doesn't work, oh, well. But now is the time when you can still get picks and maybe bodies in return for this this 39-year-old man. Now is the time to do it. Now is the time to do it, man. 
You know, it, it's, it's an unfortunate reality as a Packers fan to see this, but I'm ready for the Jordan Love era, man. I'm, I'm ready to see what the hell he can do. Who knows? Who freaking knows? You never know. And I'm ready to roll, man. I'll have my, I'll have my 10 on me. When the time comes, oh, hell yeah, I'm ready to roll. I'm not going to shun this boy. I'm ready to see what he can do. Hell yeah. I have no problem getting me a J-Love jersey, man. I'm ready to rock. I'm not a, a Packers fan because I, I love Aaron Rodgers. I'm a Packers fan because I love the Packers. Come on, man. Let's let's be real here. Let's see what J-Love can do, man. You know? And then, you know, with Rodgers, he still wants to play. You know, all power to him. Good luck and God bless. But I just don't think it'll be happening in Green Bay. I don't. Don't see it. Don't see it. But, uh, man, let me wrap this thing up and get you guys out of here. Oh, damn. So, you know, it's the latest I've ever dropped. Um, I'm sorry. You know, once again, this week has been a wreck for me, man. I've been sick, dealing with things, and the job. Stop it. The boy's been tired, man. I'm tired. So, happy to be here still. Episode 198. Uh, let me get you guys out of here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning in once again. Um, make sure you guys listen to this movement, uh, share, subscribe to the podcast, retweet, repost, re- uh, like all that stuff. Um, what else? Who else? Oh, yeah, make sure you tune in Saturday, man, the one with the flashback. We're going to look back at the 100s as we prepare for episode 200, which drops on Tuesday. Um, thank you guys for listening once again and for the 198th time. I'm Eric Lyons and you have just been electrified.